Hello and welcome to the Mind Over Matter podcast. I am your host, Luke McLean. This is the show where I interview experts on all things mental health and well-being, from strategies you can learn like mindfulness, deep breathing and cold showers, to people with lived experience like myself who have lived with mental illness and or addiction and open up about their pain to share what has helped and hindered them to provide you with motivation and inspiration to live the best life you can. So let's take the power of our minds back and live a healthier and happier life. My next guest is a performance coach, holistic wellbeing specialist, podcaster, father, and optimistic lover of life addicted to gratitude. Robbo, or Brett, has consulted as a performance coach and performance therapist to Olympic and Paralympic champions, Sydney Swans in the AFL, various NRL and Australian rugby union teams, Red Bull athletes, and many, many other high-performance athletes and teams. Outside of the sporting arena, Robbo is a sought-after breathing coach and holistic wellbeing specialist, and also coaches, managers, CEOs, high-performing business owners, and entrepreneurs to enhance and optimize their physical, mental, and emotional well-being. Also, we apologize for any glitches with the audio. Robbo explains why the audio quality may have some issues later on in the show. We go on to discuss why gut health is so important to our mental health, how we can improve our well-being and be just a little bit better. And also, Robbo gets extremely personal, sharing a tragic and traumatic experience he has personally gone through a few years ago and how he has managed the pain. He has an amazing energy about him, and this interview is one that I thoroughly enjoyed, and I hope you really do as well. We will jump right in after thanking our sponsor. We all have those moments where the world feels like it's falling apart. Simple tasks are a grind and happiness just seems to be out of reach. But Commune are here to show you another way. The Commune Summit is a free 10-day online event featuring 25 of the world's foremost experts on health and wellness. Each day includes a keynote lesson and a daily practice so that step by step, you can bring techniques into your life that lead to greater and greater ease and joy. I've personally used this platform to learn from people I am so inspired by, such as Russell Brand, which helped me monumentally with my addiction recovery. Wim Hof, who I have learned the power of cold exposure, breathing exercises, mindset, which have made my mindset so much stronger and my immune system far, far stronger. I've learned from Scott Schwenk on breathwork in more detail, and I've just started learning a nutrition course by Dr. Mark Hyman. At Commune, learning is a daily experience. Once you sign up, you'll receive a daily email with access to course videos. This encourages you to develop a habit of wellness. Even better, sign up now to try this course for free. That's 10 days, 25 world-leading teachers, and all for free. Head to www.onecommune.com forward slash mindovermatter. That's O-N-E-C-O-M-M-U-N-E forward slash mind over matter. Robbo, welcome to the show, mate. How are you? Luke, thanks for having me. I'm extremely grateful to be here. Well, particularly after I've just pumped your tires up there, mate, but that's a pretty impressive resume, I must say. Well, I don't think of it whether it's impressive or not. I just think of it as life experience. And when I listened to that, I thought I was just really tapping into how I felt about it. And I thought, 
I feel in alignment. I feel like the things that I've done to create that bio are what make me thrive and what I love in life. So I'm pretty proud that I can sit here at the age of turning 34 tomorrow and actually be proud of my bio in that way. Yeah, mate, it must, uh, it, it definitely must, yeah, feel pretty amazing to know that you're having a, a pretty big impact on, on, you know, a pretty impressive list of, of people, you know, considering that, yes, we're human, we're all equal, but, you know, there's some pretty um, high performing people in there and it must give you a huge kick to be able to, to work with, you know, people that are really driven to, to get the most out of themselves. Yes. Yes, it, it definitely does. Uh, that drive to get the most out of themselves is what I like about working with high performers. And I always relate it back though, that what I love about my job is that I work with human beings. So regardless of what someone's goal is, I believe we've all got drive and passion and some of us just need more of that guidance and coaching to tap into it, whether it's to be the best parent, the best entrepreneur, the best athlete in the world, whatever that might be. I look at our life as our performance, regardless of whether we're going for Olympic or Paralympic medals or football championships or whether we just want to live the best life and enjoy our quality time together with each other, enjoy our hobbies and actually just enjoy our, our own company as well. So I look at things in regards to, like I say, our life is our performance. And when you start respecting it that way, you start to look at everything and all the one percenters and those marginal gains. And we look at the pillars that I work on the most with people are mindset, nutrition, movement as medicine. So that doesn't mean you have to be flogging yourself every day like an athlete. I truly believe just movement as medicine is highly valuable in quality of life and also looking at sleep and what did I say movement mindset uh, nutrition sleep there's one other that slipped my mind at the moment but the when when I work on working with people tapping into each of those pillars is uh, sorry breathing is the other pillar that you mentioned before tapping the into one each we of those always old, forget <laughs> the one that is the most important yes. asset which I'm sure we'll talk about but I look at whether I'm working with world's best athlete, uh, aspiring young athlete, or someone who cares for nothing about sport, however, wants to make some improvement in their life. I will look at each one of those pillars to enhance and optimize because that's what the human experience is about. And each of those expands and goes really deep. And it's just important that we explore each of those with every individual. Mm, for sure, mate. I think when you when you run through those as well, when you look at those five five keys there, right? So look at movement. We learn that we do learn that from a young age, right? Like we're in primary school, where you know we've got that, we've got physical education and PE, so we're we're kind of taught to move. Mindset, maybe, maybe not so much, depending on probably your environment and the people that are around you. Nutrition, I think it's something we do learn when we're young but nowhere near as much as what we should sleep i would say definitely not and breathing 100 percent no so <laughs> what why is it that there's not enough emphasis on these keys to our optimal performance why is there not enough education on it i can't answer that question it would just be an opinion i'm not sure why however from my experience i believe that as a human race, we probably got a little bit excited about all the things that are external to the human experience. For example, technology, 
in looking at motor vehicles, looking at travel, looking at internet, looking at AI and it, where we're at right now, just, just everything that's outside of the human experience. And that's all great, but it should be part of the human experience. So in answer to your question, I think it's just that we forget to come back to what it means to be a human being. And if you look at all of those pillars and how we operate and people want to be happy, right? There's that whole thing around chasing happiness or people want fulfillment. People want contentment. People want joy, love, all of these things. In actual fact, if we look at all of those pillars and we optimize those pillars, so it doesn't mean we have to be perfect in each of those pillars. I'm far from an advocate to say, never eat sugar, never drink alcohol, uh, only meditate every day or you'll die or any of those kind of things. Like It's all about optimizing those areas, knowing that if we don't actually pay the respect to them, there will be a byproduct because that's what happens as human beings. Whether it's at a cellular level and it, it comes up later as illness, virus, disease, or whether it's an emotional outburst or a mental illness or anything like that, there is a guaranteed byproduct by not optimizing these pillars. Hmm. Yeah, I think very, very well said. And, and I think that's a, a fantastic opinion as, as you put it. But um, you've obviously done a, a lot of your own study and and personal development you on your podcast uh, your life of impact you recently released it i must say an awesome episode which is um, talking about how to thrive in these challenging times and i loved what you were saying in it about opportunity in particular and and also developing ourselves which you kind of just touched on there uh, mentally and emotionally can you explain for anyone that hasn't jumped on on over, and please do after you listen to it to our episode here, jump over to your life of impact. But can you explain how listeners can thrive in these challenging times? As you said, I believe every challenge is an opportunity. We we grow stronger from challenge, small challenges and big challenges. And then if you look at things in terms of harmony and fulfillment how do we know that we're living with harmony and fulfillment if we haven't had the crisis or the challenges? I understand that this, this world crisis at the moment, everyone is experiencing it very differently. Some people have been impacted massively and some people have only been impacted slightly, but we've all been impacted. The saying that we're all in this together, yes, we are. We're all in it at the same time. However, we're all experiencing it very differently and that's okay and that's great. What I mean by thriving in these challenging times is regardless of how you've been impacted, whether you've lost your job, even to the depths of whether you've lost a loved one, even to the depths of whether you've been sick or not, uh, impacted with hobbies, whatever it might be, I believe that we can all take this opportunity to thrive and not just survive. And by that, I mean looking at these pillars. So how do we thrive through movement? Movement is medicine. We have an opportunity now where we, most of us have more time on our plates than ever before, and we understand that we need to be nourishing and supporting our immune system. If we look at movement, it improves blood flow. It, it helps you push toxins out of your body through your lymphatic system. It improves your mental clarity and improves your uh, mental ability because it puts blood flow to the brain and allows you to stimulate the release of all your feel-good hormones. There's so many different reasons. That that ties in with mindset as well. It allows you to create a clear mind. It allows you to operate from your rational, logical thinking part of your brain as opposed to your irrational amygdala, which is the where we start to react from. 
Uh, nutritionally, if we look at this as an opportunity, like I said, we should all now be thinking about, well, how do I support my immune system? Not just to avoid a virus, but to thrive in general life. Nutrition is an obvious one that we, everything that we consume, the foods, the drinks, even the ointments, everything like that, it has an effect on our body. So if we're not thinking about our immune system, but more than that, I go into gut health as well because I've worked with a functional medicine practitioner for years and the reality is that there's so much evidence coming out now, hundreds and hundreds of scientific papers plus people just experiencing this that when we nourish our gut health, our gut health actually houses 70% or more of the cells of our immune system. So we need to support and nourish our gut health to help with our mental health, our physical health, our emotional well-being, and thriving as humans. We're looking at sleep. Sleep is the number one recovery for all human beings. Taking this opportunity to thrive in these challenging times means let's actually look to how we can get into a routine where we're getting at least seven hours, eight to nine if we can, eight is optimal, of quality sleep. Because sleep, sleep is actually, so my, my mentor, Nam Baldwin, says it great. He says, it's the number one legal performance enhancer that most people are neglecting. We need sleep. As human beings, that's how we recover, repair, rejuvenate at a cellular level. If we're not prioritizing our sleep, we are not supporting our immune system. We're not supporting our physical, mental, or emotional well-being. We're not thriving. We are just surviving. And then, of course, the breathing. This is the number one asset that we all have that we can take with us. Well, we do take with us everywhere we go. But if we're not mindful of our breathing, the way that you and I are breathing right now, Luke, because we're not mindful of it or because we're talking, it's a shallow chest breath and it's very erratic, which means that we're actually stimulating a bit of our stress response. So to all everyone listening right now, if you're not mindful of your breathing, and if you're not breathing evenly and rhythmically, which we call coherence breathing, then you are actually in a stress state. So you're sending signals via your vagus nerve to your brain to say, hey, we're actually under a bit of stress here, and I don't want you to release all those helpful and healthy hormones that support your immune system, we're going to release a few stress hormones here. That's the way the body works. So the, the opportunity to thrive is that we all have more time. We should have less distractions given, depending on where you're listening to this in the world, you're either on lockdown or isolation. That's an opportunity to spend more time on yourself. And that means, so yes, it's an opportunity to explore and grow in a business perspective if you're in that predicament, which I have been. But more than that, it's, a, it's an opportunity to slow down and to learn more about yourself than ever before and to tap into these pillars and actually learn about how you can operate a little bit better each day. I'm not looking for massive changes. I'm not saying to everyone, it's an opportunity to become the best version of yourself overnight and make all of these massive changes within a week. It's an opportunity to start with those marginal gains. Because like we said before, we as human beings, we are, whether you like it or not, you're a hormonal state walking around. You either have your stress hormones going up and your helpful healthy hormones going down or it's the other way around. And based on these pillars, you can reverse it. You have access to your helpful healthy hormones which support your immune system and help you thrive in every area. You have access to that through your breath. 
We know you can change it through your breath. We know you can change it through your nutrition. We know you can improve it through your sleep. We know through the thoughts that you have that you change your hormonal states and through the movement. There is decades of research and evidence now through brain scans, heart rate variability, and many other technological advancements that show that these pillars actually change your hormones, which changes the way that you thrive. Like I said, it's thrive, not survive. When we're looking to survive, we initiate that stress response. Survival mode is stocking up on toilet paper, stocking up on all the dry goods on the shelf, stocking up on all the things that don't support your immune system. That's survival mode. Survival mode is living in fear. Survival mode is buying into all the the media, buying into all the negativity, buying into all the conspiracies. (sighs) Let's go back to what we can do on our own and go back inside and tap into our best selves. Why? If I can ask a, I don't know if this is a simple or a confusing question, but why is everything you just said, why is that not common knowledge? Why is that not the normal? Okay, so I can make it simple or I can make it complex. Now, once again, this is my belief. What's what's happened with society is that we are brought into a society that has been created around teaching us not to not to be intuitive, not to be feeling how we feel, not to be thinking about our thoughts. We're surrounded by other people's opinions. We're surrounded by news and media. We're surrounded by advertising. We're surrounded by other people who might not have been exposed to this paradigm of thinking. So it's, it's probably more around the fact that that's what society is in majority. The work that I do is actually teaching people that just because that's what we're surrounded by, and that's okay there's no judgment i lived that way for a long time i'm still i still have people like that in my life that haven't been that haven't learned the new paradigm that don't understand that they can think feel and act differently and and like i said there's no judgment there however my role as a performance coach is to help highlight this opportunity to people of the paradigm shift and how we can operate from this perspective so it's a it's a really looking at human behavior and it's based on we operate from our conscious level or our subconscious level and our belief systems are formed and we don't really challenge those over time that's probably my thoughts and experiences around that i appreciate it i I certainly do for for anyone listening that's you know I've, i've spoken on episodes around breath work, um, you know, we've spoken around some other techniques and, and this, that, and the other. But is it something that people need to be spending huge amounts of time on, or is it something that we can easily implement into daily or weekly or monthly routines? In regards to breathing, in regards to, I guess, all of the the pillars that we've mentioned in in terms of you know changing. Our, our gut health, nutrition, which is a topic I want to speak to you in a little bit more in depth about, you know, mindset, movement, sleep, breathing, all of those different things. Are they, are they taking up huge amounts of time or is it really something that can simply be implemented? Put it this way. So some work that I do with the change room program, their philosophy is around a little bit better each day. So 
they look at things with those five pillars that I'm looking at. Okay, so movement. You already move every day. So how can you move a little bit better? Mindset. You're already thinking every day. So how can you think a little bit better? You already have feelings every day. So how can you feel a little bit more empowered as opposed to disempowered? Nutrition and gut health. You're already eating and drinking every day to survive as a human being. So how can you do it just a little bit better? Sleep. We have to sleep as humans. So how can we improve our sleep and do it a little bit better? Breathing. We breathe to stay alive. However, how can we breathe to thrive? So in answer to your question, you can spend as much time on it as you want. However, it doesn't have to be big, long periods and chunks of time and feel like a chore. It doesn't need to be hours on end that feels like you're not spending time doing your hobbies or uh, chewing into your workday or spending time with family. But I will say that you do have to prioritize time to doing these things mindfully because if you don't, that's when we're in survival mode. So I, I like to support people with morning routines where they're tapping into this a little bit from the beginning, but I also encourage people to take time out during the day, whether it's one minutes, three minutes, 10 minutes, whatever you've got. And we look at those pillars and look at how each choice, every day we make choices and decisions on a regular basis. And like I said, we're already doing all of these things. So how can those choices and decisions just be a little bit better each day? Just those marginal gains. So I, I, for example, I will, some days I'll meditate for 20 minutes. Some days I'll sit and breathe for five minutes. Some days I'll exercise for probably an hour max or I'll go for a long, slow run. Some days I'm doing 15 to 20 minutes of movement. So I'm always thinking, I'm always mindful of my thoughts. Sometimes I'm actually journaling and doing a lot of mindset work. Sleep, every decision I make from the moment I wake up to the moment I go to bed has an impact on my sleep. So I'm mindful of that. I'm very mindful of my nutrition and gut health, knowing how it impacts me. However, I don't need to spend hours every day sort of studying that, but I know the choices that I make, whether it's helping me thrive or whether it's actually impacting my immune system. And then the breathing, like I said, I, I, I choose to focus on coherence, even rhythmic breathing often throughout the day because I know how much it improves my health and well-being. Yeah, absolutely, mate. Let's just, if I can ask you specifically about the gut health, how can we understand it a little bit better and how much difference can it make to us once we're understanding it and, and focusing on it? Gut health is like a ship on a rising tide. And what I mean by that is the more research they do into it, the more they realize your gut health has an, the biggest impact over your physical, mental, and emotional health. Yeah. So what I mean by gut health is in a really simplified way, we have good bacteria and bad bacteria in our body. And I say bad bacteria in inverted commas because we actually need some of that in there to, to challenge the good bacteria and make it work even harder. But if we, through the foods that we drink, through, sorry, the foods that we eat, the drinks that we drink, through our exposure to chemicals and technology and everything like that, we're either supporting our good bacteria or our bad bacteria. Now, if we have an imbalance, which is dysbiosis, which means our bad bacteria are dominating over the good bacteria, that's when we start to get side effects. But when we think about our gut health and we optimize and we make choices in alignment with that, we start to support our good bacteria 
which helps us thrive because for, for many different reasons. But one of the main reasons is that, like I said, up to 70% or more of your immune cells are in the gut lining. So if you, your bad bacteria are out of balance, then your immune system is out of balance. And there's a big highway of nerves called vagus nerve that go all the way from your gut to your brain and have branches all throughout your body. And so based on how that bacteria is operating, they send the signals up to the vagus nerve, sorry, up the vagus nerve to the brain. And then your brain is responding to your gut health and determines what hormones are released, whether it's DHEA and your helpful healthy hormones that help us think clearly, move better, emotionally responsive as opposed to reactive, help us in every element, or whether those bad bacteria are out of balance, they send the signals up to the brain to say, we're not good down here, we're in stress. So it sends all those stress signals that chew into your repair opportunities and decrease your helpful and healthy hormones. So the gut health area, it goes really deep, but that's kind of a basis of it. And there's many different ways to look at it, but we need to actually support our gut health knowing that that's where in functional medicine, so functional medicine as opposed to traditional medicine, they look at the root cause. They don't believe in medication. They believe in supporting the body from the root cause. So what's causing that problem as opposed to let's, let's take a painkiller to get rid of that pain. Let's take some medication to mask what's going on. Let's actually, they look at it and say, well, why is there an imbalance? Yeah, and how do we approach that from a non-medicinal point of view? Man, like this is just a, a topic that I guess it's for me personally. I look at it, it's like right. I understood my physical health. Then I started to have some mental health challenges, so I started to look to understand my mental health. And for me, the gut health is one that I've never looked into because I've never been forced to to probably look into it. Um, but the, the more and more I hear it and what you just explained, it makes me think, wow, what have I been missing out on here? Like how, how much healthier could I be living if I was focusing on, on this as a, you know, a daily or, or whatever um, practice it, it needs to be? I know you're running, um, you're running some online um, programs around gut health. Um, what can people look to, to gain from that? Yeah, what you said there is really important too when you look at mental health. So a lot of the studies now are coming out to say mental illness is directly related to the quality of your gut health. When your bad bacteria are out of balance. So we now know that serotonin is a feel-good hormone. And most of your serotonin, between 70 and 90% of your serotonin is actually created in your gut lining. So to release serotonin, if your bad bacteria are out of balance from eating a lot of processed foods, sugars, high alcohol content, uh, if you've got leaky gut, uh, if, you're, if you have intolerances to gluten and those kind of things, that, that has that, that's an out of balance gut bacteria. Yeah. That means you're not being able to release one. That's just one example of a feel-good hormone, that serotonin. So when people don't feel great, and then we look at their gut health and we optimize those areas and we clean it up and we go through the heal and seal and the repair processes and the kitchen cleanouts and things like that in our programs. It's no wonder that people turn around and say, holy shit, I feel good. Because the way that you feel is a direct response to your hormonal changes because you're a human being. And the way that you nourish or malnourish your gut health 
determines how you feel. So based on that, like you said, how much are you missing out on? You don't know until you do it. (laughs) And that's why it's vitally important. So we can survive without thinking about that. We can survive on all these. I like to say to people, don't count calories, count nutrients. Because if you look at calories and you compare Coke to a bone broth or Coke to coconut oil, for example, and you're counting calories but not nutrients, then you're in the wrong frame of mind. And that's okay based on if that's the way that you've learned. However, it's not okay if you want to actually feel good, if you want to feel contentment, fulfillment, happiness, joy, courage, confidence, all of these empowering emotions that we deserve to feel on a regular basis. It's not, it's not a coincidence. It's directly related to our gut health. Wow. So, but in regards to, sorry, the, the online program, Mm. that program I've collaborated with the functional medicine practitioner that I've been working with for years. And I do a lot of the practical stuff around how breathing helps you nourish your gut health. A lot of the practical components in there around the movement is medicine. And then we've got Carl and his expertise on everything from his decades of research uh, and experience with human beings. And we really give a lot of good information in a way that's easily digestible. It's not hard and confusing and deep scientifically. It's here's what, here's how your gut works and here's how you can help improve it. Sounds perfect. If people want to find out more information about that, that's on my website. As with everything that we're talking about, that's yourlifeofimpact.com forward slash gut health. So they can have a look at that and uh, reach out with any questions at all. Because I like to say, hopefully when people have seen me present, heard me speak, listen to my podcast or listen to an interview like this, that they have more questions rather than answers. So I always encourage people to reach out. Perfect, mate. Appreciate that. Now, you've obviously got a lot of motivation for obviously continuing to work on your your own well-being and, and being the best version of yourself that you can be. Um, but also it's pretty evident just from within this conversation about how passionate you are about, you know, helping others achieve what they want to achieve and and improving themselves as well. But if you sort of look back at your life, it hasn't all been roses. You've obviously had to overcome, um, you know, hurdles and challenges and, and in particular um, certain trauma going back a few years, are you able to go into what's happened to help, I guess, provide a bit more, um, motivation into to what you do, what why you do what you do, um, and then also what helped you um, overcome some of those um, painful experiences within your life? Yeah, absolutely. And I'll start by saying that I, I don't think about it as motivation. I operate more from inspiration. Now, the difference to me with those is that motivation is a bit like an external beast that we're always chasing where we need to find motivation or we don't act unless we're motivated. Whereas when we're inspired, inspired means from within. So something that's triggered me into states of empowering emotions and empowering thought patterns and empowering states of being. But like you said, most of that was triggered. I've always been an optimistic lover of life and I've had a pretty blessed life. Grew up in the country and with a family, we didn't have much money, but I never felt like I missed out on anything and got to do all my sports, tiny little country town in the middle of nowhere called Cobar in Western New South Wales. And I was a sprinter and and played a lot of rugby league and got to travel around doing a lot of sport and spend a lot of time in Sydney and had some opportunities. And 
my, my grandfather took me on as a coach through high school with my athletics because he realized there's no other coaches around. We're in a tiny little country town. There's no coaches around. And if he didn't take me on board, then I'd probably give it away and, and end up in working in the mining industry and probably drinking a lot of beer as a lot of the people around there did. And not that there's any anything against working in the mines at all. My family all still operate in the mines. However, he obviously thought and saw that I had a bit of talent to to try and pursue that. So we used to travel the countryside together. Actually drove from Cobar to Adelaide, which is a 12-hour drive each way. And we drive to Sydney, which is a 10-hour drive each way. And all around the country. And, and you know, at the end of high school, I actually got offered a scholarship at the Australian Institute of Sport. And it was because of my grandfather keeping me in the sport of sprinting that I was able to actually take that opportunity and become a sprinter at the AIS for a few years and uh, started traveling the world as a performance therapist with Paralympic teams and got into performance coaching with some of the world's best athletes. So life was pretty, pretty well on par of uh, very much in alignment and very grateful for how all my uh, passions had aligned with that. But unfortunately i Five and a half years ago, it was that um, my grandfather and his his beautiful wife uh, they were happily married for fifty three years, and like I said, my grandfather was my my best friend, my idol. I'd sit beside him in the car and all those long trips, and wouldn't see him as my grandfather. I would see him as my idol, literally. And he and my grandmother were always cuddling and kissing and smiling, whispering sweet nothings into each other's ears. They they taught me what love and respect is through their actions. And they were both my best friends, young and active. And unfortunately, five and a half years ago, they were, they were murdered in their own home back in our small country town of Coba. And they were actually murdered by their own son, my uncle, uh, who had experienced a lot of mental illness over the years. So as you could imagine, that that tragedy actually tore deep into my existence, and it actually took me on an emotional roller coaster that I didn't even know could exist. And I went into some some deep and dark places that, yeah, I I didn't realise I I'd heard about these kind of places, but I didn't ever think that I would experience them. Yeah, and. I mean, like I said, I've always been an optimistic lover of life, but it challenged me a lot. I started to turn up to my coaching job with my Paralympic athletes and, and I was there physically, but I wasn't there mentally. I just felt like I was there, but I wasn't there. I wasn't able to, to put in everything that I always could. And that was after a couple of months of, of not being there. But I was seeing a psychologist from early on and and there was things like I didn't want to watch the news or turn on the radio because I thought if they talked about shotguns or murder, that that would trigger my emotional states again. So I just chose not to, to engage in those kind of avenues. And I remember her saying one day, well, what happens in a year's time or five years time if you don't expose yourself now? How are you ever going to watch TV or listen to the radio again? Are you going to live in fear that whole time? you know, conversations like that started to make me think differently. And I was in the, in the office with her one day and, and I was explaining everything. And actually this was the first session 
in with her, it was, we'd done a little bit over the phone and she knew everything that went on and I was sort of going over the fact that I'd never lost anyone close to me before and how painful it was. And, and she said to me, Robo, it sounds like a part of your life has ended. And I said, yeah, well, that's exactly how it feels. I guess I hadn't thought about it that way, but that's how it feels. And talked to her a bit more and, you know, how I'd never lost anyone close to me before. And she said, you know, Robbo, you're going to become more of a whole person after going through this experience, a stronger person. And I remember, I can still remember clearly just welting because I was crying as I was talking to her, the welting in my eyes as I was looking down at the floor and I thought about what she said and I thought about it and I looked up with tears in my eyes and I looked at her and I had this massive smile on my face and I said, Kate, that's the best thing that you could have ever said to me because every day all I ever want to do is be a little bit better version of myself so I can help those around me be a bit better version of themselves. So if I have to look at the worst situation in my life, this shit, tough, challenging, worst situation in my life, if I have to look at it in this way to get through it, then that's exactly what I'm going to do. That's exactly how I'll look at this situation. And that was a turning point for my mindset shift. I started to look at it in terms of this didn't happen to me, it happened for me. It took me down a rabbit hole of understanding human behavior. I started to experience a shift then and be able to grow mentally and emotionally. And I remember a couple of months down the track, I realized that doing some more sessions with the psychologist and it hit me and I thought, hang on, she's using a technique with me. I'm a coach. I understand that we use techniques to help people grow and develop. And so I called her and I said, Kate, what technique are you using with me? It's just hit me that there's obviously something that you're using. And she laughed and she said, you know what, Robbo, I think you're ready for it. It's called acceptance and commitment therapy. And I said, all right, who wrote the books? Where do I start with it? And she <laughs> laughed and she said, she said, start with one called the happiness trap. It's by Dr. Russell Harris. And she said, just start there and then uh, let me know and we can build off it from there. So I got that book and, and it took me on another journey and it was deep and I got right into it. I studied acceptance and commitment therapy. I've been to Russ Harris's courses and met him in person. And, and you know, that's what I mean about it. it just took me down this rabbit hole of growth and development. It took me to where I am right now, five and a half years down the track where I stopped working in high performance sport two, three years ago because I wanted to work more with every individual to help enhance and optimize their, their human performance. And I have to look at it in terms of instead of I shifted from resentment because as you can imagine, there was a lot of anger, yeah, a lot sure. of resentment towards my uncle, towards the bullshit system that I tell you what, if we talked about the court case, you would understand that we don't have a, a it's a so-called justice system for, for victims. But anyway, the court case took years and it still didn't settle uh, very well. So there's a lot of anger and resentment over the years, but I had to do the work to shift that resentment to gratitude not gratitude for what happened, but gratitude for the quality time that I had with my grandparents over the years. Gratitude for who they helped me become. Gratitude for everything that was related to this journey now of where I'm at because of how I chose to see the situation. 
I remember doing some work with a neuro-linguistic programming coach a couple of years after, and he said, you know, everything in your life is your choice. And I called bullshit on that because I said, I did not choose for my grandparents to be murdered. And he said, everything in your life is your choice because where you're at right now is a choice of your response to everything that has happened to you, not happened to you, but happened for you. And that was another aha moment where I realized you're right because this same situation can break people or other situations where people can live in resentment and live in anger. And I know from the deep emotional intelligence work that I've done and human behavioral work, I know that those emotional states that I choose when I choose to be in them, they fuel my stress hormones and they stop me releasing my helpful and healthy hormones. They block neural pathways and don't allow me to operate optimally mentally. They make me make decisions on a regular basis that don't align with my, my true values. So to make those shifts with the understanding around human behavior, it just became really clear. And that's why I love the work that I do still with everyday people and high performance athletes, because I understand what it's like to, to make choices where it's not in alignment and, and we fuel those disempowering emotional states that take us down journeys that it's not living with congruency. It's not living in alignment. It's not living with fulfillment or even just contentment. It's actually taking us in the other direction in our life. Robo, mate, thank you so much for being so open. And, um, you know, it was you know, it, just being able to share that perspective is, is absolutely incredible. And, you know, I know for me personally that, you know, it moved me just hearing that story of how you then you, you've then shifted into that um, perspective of gratitude and, you know, use that to, to be able to accept. And I, I think it's absolutely brilliant. Um, and I, I, I really thank you for, for being, being open to, to sharing that. My absolute pleasure. And I'll tell you what, mate, I just want to add to that now because I sit here five and a half years later telling that story to you. And I apologize for the background noise, but I, I apologize in the way because I know people are listening to this and thinking podcasts should have optimal audio quality, but I don't apologize for the situation. But I just want to expand on that a little bit. I'm actually sitting outside the hospital because yesterday, my gorgeous one-year-old boy who's super active and runs around and jumps everywhere, he woke up and couldn't walk. And it turns out that it looks like he has an infection either in his joint or in his bone that just came about overnight. And I sit here right now where I've stayed in hospital overnight with him with about less than three hours of scattered sleep and him in pain. And my wife has just taken the shift so I can come out here and, and communicate with you. And uh, I sit here with the perspective of, I trust the timing of our life. I trust the human body. I don't even know yet whether he's about to go in for surgery tonight on his hip or anything, but I don't think about and dwell on all of the potential negative outcomes because I know that that's not helpful for my mindset, for my emotional state, for my connection to him, for my connection to my gorgeous wife. It's not helpful for anything. And the whole thing around the perspective aspect is that every challenge in life has taught me that we're always going to be challenged and we're in one of the greatest challenges in the world at the moment, but it's how we choose to look at that challenge. It's how we choose to respond. It's how we choose to think about things that actually dictates our experience of it. And we get to choose and dictate our own experience as opposed to be dictated by the external environments. Once again, I didn't choose for this to happen to my gorgeous son. 
and I would never want it to. However, I get to choose how we all respond to it in the moment and moving forward. So apologies about the background noise, but not apologies for, uh, I'm, I'm actually grateful that you and I were able to, to do this chat. It's fully in alignment with me wanting to, to give value to communities and, and to connect with, with you and your community. Oh, mate, I think it just, it shows a lot about who you are, that you still, you know, wanted to take the time and, and I am truly grateful um, for you doing so. I know we had our difficulties trying to, to get this um, chat happening, um, but I, I am, yeah, I can't thank you enough, mate, for taking the time and sharing your open truths um, and a lot of valuable insights that I know that the, the listeners um, would be able to take um, a lot from so thank you very much and what would be the best way for people to be able to connect with you mate yeah thank you again i want to finish by how i started too and that's to say that i'm extremely grateful to to be here chatting to you and connecting with you and your community and just want to applaud you for what you do and uh, encourage you to keep it going because what i believe right now is that the world needs great role models and you're a great role model i love that saying that from Mahatma Gandhi that says be the change you want to see in the world and that's why I believe your podcast exists and that's why I believe it will continue to thrive in in the podcasting world for people to reach out like I said if you've got more questions and you want to reach out you can email me I'm happy to give out my email on social media uh, you can find me at Brett Robbo on Facebook or at Brett Robbo one on Instagram I'm starting to be a bit more active there and just share a lot of value to help people thrive and not just survive in these challenging times and my email at the moment I'm going through a rebrand but this email will still get there so it's Brett at lifeintentional.com.au so feel free to reach out feel free to connect on social media and uh, feel free to share with with me what you're most grateful for i love to hear other people sharing their gratitude as well beautifully said robbo thanks mate and keep thriving instead of surviving i love it mate thank you very much cheers legend and cheers to all the legendary listeners thanks so much to robbo for joining us on the show and sharing not just his energy but also some amazing tips on how to be just a little bit better Make sure you head over and check out the Your Life of Impact podcast and subscribe if you like Robbo's show. Thanks for listening to today's episode. To keep up to date with the show, make sure you do subscribe to our show so that you don't miss any of the upcoming episodes. And hey, if you love what you hear, please rate and review the show. We would be so grateful. I look forward to bringing you another amazing guest on next week's episode. So until then, stay safe, stay healthy, and look after yourself and your loved ones. Thanks so much, legends. Goodbye.